Welcome to Big Trouble, a podcast capturing the struggles of our day-to-day lives as Asian millennials. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing the coming-of-age story of your two favorite yappies. Alright, we're, we're here. We're coming to you live. Well, no, actually. Com- com- <laughs> Definitely not coming- live. <laughs> Coming um, to you from Big Trouble Studio. Yeah, we are. Um, it's taken us a bit of time, but we're finally actually in the same city, in the same location, recording together. Um, so yeah, hopefully this leads to even better podcast episodes. But um, it's definitely pretty foreign to like s- sit across from John and look and just me like, straight in the eye. Yeah, look him straight in the eyes. <laughs> I can't maintain eye contact. But yeah, we're we've moved our recording studio and so now we've set up officially um so yeah hopefully we keep uh bringing you guys good episodes um going forward so for today's episode i guess you could call it um like a two-parter about our lives as adults essentially it's it's because um my birthday just passed and yours is coming up and you know we're turning 25 and 24 it's just around that that area of like you know we're kind of adults now but not really you know, people kind of treat you like an adult, but also treat you like a kid. Um, and I think there are both a lot of pros and cons because you're kind of just coming up in the in the world. But it's also people look at you and be like, oh, like, what have you accomplished? What have you achieved? And I think that's something that, you know, you and I struggle with and, and definitely something other people in our like, that share the same type of demographic. So yappies, whatever, just working young professionals. Yeah who probably experiences a lot. And so, yeah, in, in line with John turning 25 and then I'll be turning 24 um, in a couple of weeks, essentially we're currently going through what you could call a quarter-life crisis. And so as part of the mini-series, the first episode, um, today's episode is essentially us reflecting on the last 25 years of our lives and, you know, taking some time to reflect and reminisce about some of the good memories, some of the things we knew, we wish we knew earlier, that kind of vibe. And then um, the second part of the of the mini series, which will be the next episode, will just primarily be, you know, like our hopes and dreams for the future and what we expect now that we're past our quarter life crisis. Yeah, that, that's sort of how we came to the idea that we wanted to talk about what we're currently going through slash um doing some reflection but i know like i mean for your birthday like you said that you didn't really think like you didn't really like significantly think about your 25th birthday yeah until like the last like 15 minutes right yeah it was really weird like i think you know usually you anticipate like turning a certain age like oh it's like you know there's like you're you're excited that it's almost your birthday but then I think for me, it didn't really like kick in until like the last 15 minutes before I turned 25. I was like, oh my God, I only have 20, like 15 minutes left until I'm no longer 24. And then a lot of like ideas rushed into my head. I'm like, oh, like, oh, like, what have I done? Like, you know, have I really achieved anything? Like, what have I been doing this entire time? Kind of stuff like that. And it, it made me go into like a deep, deep reflection the last like 15 minutes. And yeah, that's kind of where we are now yeah, so you just had like a panic attack in the last 15 minutes before you turned 25 yeah dude it was it was like it wasn't it wasn't fun like but uh, it was kind of nice to do the self-reflection like, i got i don't know i think i've been really into that recently so like it was a good time to just think about kind of past present and future of like what i want to be doing 
I mean, like, 25 is not even that old. I feel like we're not really that old yet. No, for sure not. I, I would say, like, when I hit 30, that's probably when it'll, like, really sink in. Like, I like I'm, by no means do I think, like, 30 is old. I just think, like, 30 is sort of a different part of your life. Yeah, um, it's like a milestone birthday. And yeah. it's kind of like, I think there are higher expectations by then. Like, you know, when you're 30, you're, you know, I think people expect you to be a little bit more settled down. Yeah. A little, be a little bit further in your kind of career path. Because whereas for us, I think we're still trying to figure shit out. And, um, like, there's no, there's no pressure at our age to, like... Yeah, only like self pressure or like yeah, know, social yeah, media yeah, pressure. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, like other people are like getting married at thirty, and like that's kind of like the scary parts. That's I guess. not gonna be me for sure. I can I can guarantee you, I will not be married by thirty. I don't know, six years. Like I think there's a dude. I can't even fucking find a girlfriend right now. There's no way I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be married in six years. Get the fuck out of here. It's okay. I'll, you know, unless unless I meet like the love of my life in the next I don't know next little bit. Yeah, dude. Have you ever like seen girls like, um, and and some guys too? But I think it's mainly a girl thing because I feel like they think they're kind of a little bit more of a ticking time bomb oh, when it comes I know to what you marriage. Mean. Yeah, and they're like, I want to have kids like in my late twenties. Yeah. yeah, which means I want to be have, married yeah. for like a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> and then they do the math, and then they realize they're like four years behind the schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh. I've definitely like I've definitely heard a couple of my friends primarily girls yeah be like i'm nowhere along my timeline of hitting like x yeah like x uh x milestone in order to get married or have kids by this age but yeah for someone who has commitment issues i'm not looking to be married by 30 <laughs> yeah, i mean 30 is still like i think what does that say it's like 30 is the new new 20 like, who the fuck has ever said that I know. but yeah i mean i think maybe you should start with like a reflection on things that we are grateful for or that like we wish we appreciated more yeah like when we were growing up i guess i guess maybe just let's just do a reflection on like the last 25 years yeah and, looking like, back and, yeah, and i think we'll back. just we'll pretty much just work our way up till yeah 25 yeah, and then where we are and i think that's the idea of our two-parter anyways is that the, yeah. the second half is going to be 25 onwards. forwards or yeah, yeah onwards yeah. Um, like a buzz light year like a what, what to infinity and beyond but i guess for for us, it'll probably be like a hundred. Actually, no, probably like Loki. I want to Loki. I want to go out like living my best life at like seventy five. I think no, that's, that's like, still really early, man. Oh, dude. Well, well, we'll we'll get we'll get more into that in the next episode. But yeah, I guess starting off, my question would be, what are like what are you thankful for? I guess over the last twenty five years of your life, if you could. Mm-hmm. could summarize what you are thankful for what would it be yeah whole dude i think i think the biggest one and i know we've kind of talked about it before but i think a lot of like it's really true like i think just like what while you're kind of living through it like living with your parents you you don't really notice how much they actually support you and like do everything for you and then i think coming like a one big thing about adulting is that you kind of gotta do all your shit yourself it's always a uh, there's just so much support that the behind the scenes kind of thing yeah um that yeah you don't really you, you sort of take for granted when you're like living in the moment I, and like i don't know i think for me growing up i always thought my parents were very strict mm-hmm, for and, sure like in particular i really thought my mom was like the most strict person i've ever met i don't know i i i do think she has tendencies that are a little bit psychotic a little bit crazy like she doesn't she doesn't like when I stay out past like eleven forty five p.m. Like usually, even now. No, now she's a little bit more relaxed because I live alone. Like mm-hmm. I live by myself in a completely different city. Yeah. But like when, I, like even even when I was like, even when I'm back, um, like when I was twenty two, or or 
like right before I left, even then, like my mom would, would trip out whenever I stayed out outside of the house, like past like 1145, like literally like 1130 hits. And she's like, where are you? And like, I'll, I'll level set. Okay. Like all, like all I did in university was like hang out with my friends and like all my friends live within like a 10 minute driving distance. And like, all we did was like go to each other's house and play like smash or play like Jackbox and just like hang out or go out to eat, you know, like, like we didn't, we didn't do any like hardcore drugs all the time we didn't like go out to drink every single weekend i'm looking at john specifically <laughs> um and like you know i i, I didn't do any ratchet sh- i didn't really do any ratchet shit with like this friend group yeah like for like all of my undergrad um like life right and like these are my closest friends and i would probably spend like almost every weekend with them and so it's like i wasn't even doing anything bad but my mom was still like she was, was just like, worried yeah like yeah. tiger mom sort of like yeah tiger mom sort of vibes and so i think growing up that's sort of like the idea that I always had in my head about my mom. Um, I think my dad, I felt like my dad was more chill, but my mom was super, super anal about stuff and like possessive about stuff and like protective. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, you know, I, I think it makes sense. Um, but definitely growing up, I was like a little, sh- I was, I was definitely a little shit. And so like, I would always try to like defy that or challenge it. Or like, yeah. even if I knew my mom was texting me and like looking back, I think it's very selfish of me to have done that because I know from her perspective it's coming from a place where she's just worried about how I'm like that I'm that I'm staying safe right Mm -hmm. and I think for me now like now that I'm a little older and now that I've sort of done some of that reflection I do think like I try to take I try to be more understanding and more empathetic from where she's coming from and I think that's something that I wish I had learned earlier because like I think I probably like I hurt her feelings uh, probably too often and I probably was like a bit of a douche all the time like growing up and being like a, a little bratty <laughs> teenager and so i think if i could go back i wish i could have been more grateful and more appreciative that like i had somebody who cared that much about me yeah and like there was a better way to balance it i think yeah like i think if i had communicated with my mom earlier then she probably wouldn't be as like tiger mom as she is about a lot of stuff but like my idiotic way of thinking was like if i defy her it doesn't fucking matter and so i used to do stupid shit all the time that would just like go against you know her her, like her like exact wishes i think i'm like really grateful and appreciative of like my parents um and what they've done for me up to now but i just wish i had realized that earlier i guess yeah um, that's it's it's funny that you say that because i think i was listening i was listening to another podcast um this is quite a, some time yeah, how ago. can you listen to another podcast man are you cheating on our own <laughs> podcast you have to get it to 2000 plays man um so it's yeah i think i think it was a tim ferris one and and shout out to tim ferris please listen to our podcast dude tim ferris will not listen to this yeah. shit. <laughs> um, anyways I, I think it was one of his uh podcasts and and that's something that they were talking about family and like I totally agree. Like family is so important. You know, something like a crazy statistic, like by the eight, by like the age of like 23 or 24, basically the average age, like, um, like once you move, uh, like, I guess like the more stereotypical, um, like middle-class person that you, once you move to university, like you've already spent, like, I think there's something like 90% of like how much time you'll probably be spending with your parents. Yeah. Like you've already used yeah, yeah. up 90% of that time. Yeah. And when I heard that, and I was actually um, on exchange in Hong Kong when I li- yeah. listened to this podcast, Did and I was cry? like, "Fuck! Oh no, I didn't cry, dude." Um, I would, I might, I might have shed a tear. But it was like it was really like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I, I feel like I need to fly home right now and like hang out with my parents more. Yeah. Because like imagine like, like yeah, it's just like by the time you're like 22, like you've already spent a majority of the time that mm-hmm. you would spend with your parents. Like that's crazy. To yeah. Me. Um, and I, yeah, I mean. Like, even, I think, like, along those lines of what you're talking about, like, 
like you listen to that when you're on or like when you heard that when you were on exchange but i think for me like that's probably the i mean i don't know if i've talked about it but it's probably the hardest part about living in toronto for sure is like like the one experience that i can think of is i don't know i don't exactly remember when it was but i I went back home after um like just for like a couple weeks and i hadn't seen my dad in probably like four or five months Mm -hmm. um at that point and then like i saw him and he had like a lot more of he had like a lot more gray hairs um oh fuck that's just so scary and as soon as i saw that like i like i like i almost teared up because i don't know i just i i I truly felt like i was like such a shitty son because like here i am sort of like almost in almost selfishly like living like in toronto by myself like Like enjoying my independence trying to live your best life yeah trying to live my best life meanwhile i have like i have my dad back home who like has supported me all of his like all of my life and i think going back and seeing him with like a lot more gray hairs and really being surprised by that like really hurt like really killed me inside Mm -hmm. because i was like like my dad is literally aging before my eyes and if i see him every like three four months I don't know. I just, I just, I, I found it so like sad that these moments would, would pass me by. Right. And mm-hmm. like, I won't be there to experience that. Like I won't, like, unless I move back home tomorrow, like I won't be there to see him like get older and like help him while he gets older. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's like the, the hardest part is like, whenever I see something that reminds me of my mom or my dad, it's just like really tough to, it's really tough to know that like, I can't always be there like physically with them. And so that's like, I think that's also partially why, like I wish when I had, when I really had all the time to spend with them, I really wish I had taken advantage of it more than I currently do. Yeah. That's probably like the the shittiest part I think about like living here and like reflecting on what I wish I could have done. Cause I think I could have been, a lot better like a, a a better son like a better brother um and i wish that when i was there with my family back home like i i, I wish i had actually you know taken advantage of of those times but that's why it's good to do that reflection now so that you can think about it going forward right? yeah and it's it's um well ho- hopefully it's it's uh, never too late yeah to start to do these kind of things i think that's one thing that i'm yeah like that like family and like parental support as well as i, I like not even parental support just familial support um, I think is something that I am like eternally grateful for. And I think I just wish I had known earlier so that I could have been better. Yeah, for sure. I I actually, in hindsight, I really wish my parents were a lot harder on me. Like, I think they were pretty hard on me. But like, I, I think because my, my sister was always going to be the golden child of acad- like academics. So <laughs> I think they almost kind of gave up on me. Because like sometimes like, man, like if you guys just pushed me a little bit harder, like maybe I'd be a little smarter. <laughs> Because, yeah, I think I got out of a lot of school, like extracurricular schooling, like yeah. Chinese school, math class, whatever. Like, I, <laughs> I think I'd be a way smarter if they were a little bit harder on me. Um, but at the same time, like, that was usually when I was a bit younger. And then, like, when I, when they saw, like, my shit started to get, to, I put got my shit together, like, they were a lot more chill about everything. Like, I think once I, <laughs> it's funny that you were saying that your mom was, like, pretty strict with you, even all throughout university. But I think it was like the the second I got an acceptance from like uh from Waterloo. I remember I got it like really early in like February of my like the grade twelve year, and then they didn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, they're just like, yo, finally, good riddance. We're getting rid of this fucking dead weight. They're like, fuck <laughs> it, we're done. You know, they're like, job success because he got into university. Moving on to another thing um, 
I think I think I don't know I don't know how important I think this one I didn't really I didn't realize until like probably this year I'd say so I think like one thing that I think that I'm really really grateful for is um like my overall health like I think more so on a physical like more so my physical health because um, like my <laughs> mental, mental health, health is, is dead my mental health is not great um, I'm not gonna lie but I think from like a physical health perspective I think I'm also very appreciative that myself my brother my mom and my dad are all like generally quite healthy um like no significant like conditions no like hereditary diseases anything like that and like I think that's I think that's like a blessing right I think like going through health stuff and like always being in and out of the hospital and all that kind of stuff is just like super super taxing shit and so like the fact that i get to live my life on a day-to-day basis like really normally and really freely um i think is something i'm super super grateful for because like you know not a lot of people have that luxury so like that's probably another thing that yeah like i like i i cherish now more so than ever because like i think you know i i think i had like a couple of sports injuries this year shit like i fucking felt it you know what i mean like it's the first time in a while but like i've had like a somewhat serious sports injury and i was like fuck and you like suddenly realize you're not invincible yeah um compared to when we were kids yeah exactly and i think like I went to physio and like it started it started getting better and now I'm I'm pretty much back to 100% but I don't think it was until this year where like I went like I actually experienced like what it would be like to have like sustained poor physical health and so like now that I'm like back to being fully healthy I'm definitely like fuck I never want to go through that again so I feel like I'm I'm pretty lucky in that sense. No, I totally feel you. I, I actually um when when we started discussing health I I kind of got a flashback and I, and I didn't know how serious. I actually had like when I was really young and you can kind of see there's a scar on my arm here. Like when I was really young, I just remember having, like, I don't remember the issue, but I, I remember I had to be in the hospital. I think I stayed in the hospital for two weeks and, and it was, it was actually like really serious, but like when we were so young, like we didn't know. And then actually it came up in conversation recently uh, with my family. And then my mom was telling me that like, I, I literally had like flesh eating like disease in my arm. Like, ser- like straight up. I was like, no, 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 like that, that can't be right. Right. And then she's like, no, no, no. Like this is exactly what it was. And they're like, you're really lucky they, they caught it when they did because, like, you could have, like, not had an arm. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah. what the fuck? I was really Right young. arm or left arm? Right the, arm. The right, right arm, yeah. Nice. Um, Would have been a shame if you had lost that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's my uh, frisbee hand. Yep, definitely. Flicking the D. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fucked. Um, but, yeah, like, dude, like, that happened when I was, like, seven. So I didn't really know. Yeah. like what what it really meant um like it was kind of fun to stay in the hospital for like a couple yeah. weeks and like i didn't have to shower and shit that was pretty jokes Jesus. um um and then i had like, like a cast and everything but yeah. like i didn't know how serious it was and like how lucky that like it was caught and like mm-hmm. the doctors gave me the, the attention that i needed yeah I think the last one that comes to mind for me would be um like social support so like friend groups mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if any of them i i well i know one of them listens um <laughs> just the one that's I one of the two viewers yeah i don't know about i don't know about the rest of them um but maybe i'll like i'll clip it and then i'll send it to them but i would say i'm beyond blessed I, I think we've talked about it a bunch of times especially when we launched the podcast but you know like i feel like maybe i was like fucking mother Teresa in a previous life or something because like i i don't know in in what world um i deserve to have the friends that i do um and so like 
you know, like, and we talked about it, but like the way that it works with like your best friends, like you don't fucking tell them every single day before, like <laughs> you, you, you're not, like, you're not like, thank you for your friendship, you know, like you never say that to your friends, um, like on a day to day basis. And I feel like I don't, I, I haven't said enough, and I don't say it enough, but like I truly cannot even express like how blessed I do feel to have the close group of friends that I do have, just because I think it's incredible, like you know how much my friends would do for me, and like how supportive they are of everything. And just like how great they are overall, yeah. Like I feel like I must, I, I legit must have been like the the best human being ever in their previous life because I'm definitely not right now. But I must have been like the best person in the previous life because like there's no other way you could you could describe like why I have the friends that I do and I have the amazing like support group that I do. So if I could say it in a non awkward way, I would go back to like every interaction with my friends and be like, "Thank you for your friendship." But it, I guess I guess the only way I can do it in a somewhat non-awkward way would be to actually it's, it's actually not that awkward because i actually think there's a one 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 of my friends um like every time you actually do something like like i do a favor for him or like he just you just do something for him he's always like thanks man appreciate you like like straight up and it's <laughs> maybe it's just him but like it's very ingrained into me I that it's not weird him. it's not weird to me when he says it so maybe it's really not that weird okay so you're saying you're saying going forward i should be like thanks man i appreciate you and your friendship (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe not the last part but yeah i I think those are those are like that's how i would summarize like looking back over the last 24 25 years like my health my family and my friends those are like the three things that i will never take for granted going forward i guess and things that i really wish i had appreciated more and that i'm blessed now to be able to say that i have like a yeah like that i have those parts of my life as like strong foundations of my life i guess yeah, nice. Yeah. I think 100% agree with that. Uh, I think, I mean, I think we have a couple of listeners who are younger, like high school students, I think, and then like also university students. And so we thought it would be a good opportunity to maybe go through like, yeah, like a coming of age story about like our experiences in high school and university what we like wish we knew what we wish we didn't know or what we wish we didn't do that kind of thing and hopefully you can learn from like two idiots about things that you can do better and things you should um you should know more of uh, so i actually think how you said you know the things that we should we we wish we didn't do i actually wish like i did a lot more like i actually wish like i think especially growing up Asian and and then again, again for me um like I was like really I guess like I was a poor like I was bad I was like a bad kid growing up so I was always scared of like doing wrong things and then I think that really transitioned throughout high school and university because I didn't want to fuck up I didn't want to do like things badly or poorly even though I'm like I'm sure I did like a bunch of things like really terribly yeah <laughs> but like I didn't like I was really afraid to try shit and like fuck it up like one like I guess it, like I didn't want to like be a failure or whatever but I do really do wish I tried like more stuff like said yes to more things um and just like tried to fuck things up because I think actually as you get older you have like less opportunities to like fuck something up and then like, people play oh yeah like this kid's 15 like are you, are you really gonna blame him for doing this whereas like you're 25 you're like 
you, yo, grow the fuck up. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what the even fuck though I'm, even though we're probably just as smart as we were when we were fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> probably more dumb actually, yeah. to be honest. And I know, honestly, like, I feel like sometimes I still feel like I'm fifteen. Okay, so like, okay, so then, do you have anything in particular that you wish you had done, mm. or or is it just like a, a like a, a feeling, rather than like a specific um, um, thing? I think one is I think I wish. And and I think not that like my high school was very cliquey, yeah. but like everyone did have their own like kind of like separate friends like, groups. And I kind of wish like I got to know more people. And then also like tried other things. Like I think I, I played a lot of sports, uh, grade eleven uh, athlete of the year by the way. But <laughs> but uh, I, I really 12. wish I tried like different things. Like uh, like Deca is probably really popular for like us business kids. But I never did De- Deca. But I thought it'd be really fun, actually. But like, I just never really put myself out there to, to try that kind of shit. Why not? You thought you'd be too nerdy? You think people would make fun of you? No, actually, like, a lot of my friends did it. But like, I think I was just like, you know, shy guy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And I was definitely not known to be like a, like at all. Like academically focused? Yeah, or intelligent. Dude, maybe, maybe I should have. If we could go back in time, I would go to, I would go to fucking pets with you. And I would just drill into you that you got to do shit. You know what I mean? So, okay, so Deca, anything else? Uh... I don't know. Like, I think one, like meeting, like, I think nowadays, like I love meeting new people, talking to them and getting to know them. And like, everyone has such a, like, in a really corny way, like everyone has such a unique story that I feel like I can always like learn or take things away uh, about their lives. So I kind of wish I had like expanded that network in high school. Cause I now like, you know, and, and I think Instagram was a big thing in high school. Um, so like, I still have a lot of these, a lot of my high school friends on Instagram, but like, I'm actually like, I don't really know them that well. And I'm like, oh, like they're doing cool shit now, but I'm like, I can't, like it's hard to hit them up after like eight years. <laughs> uh, well, not eight, but like, anyways, like six yeah. years. But what about you? What about? Mm, yeah, I guess. Um, for me, like, I guess particularly if we if we start with high school, um, I think one thing that I would tell younger previous Paul. previous younger Paul, like sixteen year old Paul. PPP. <laughs> you say prepubescent Paul? Yeah, PPP. Where did you get the PPP from? Oh, prepubescent. I just okay. fucking made it up. Um, I think what I would tell myself like when I was in high school would be like I I think you should be proud to be like who you are. And I think you should really take pride in who and in being yourself and and forming your your own identity cuz like and like be comfortable with yourself cuz like I think the the earlier you start that journey and the earlier you you have self confidence and you have self esteem in, in like your in who you are and and your personality. I think you're gonna be a lot happier in life because I think like me in high school, I'd say I was definitely I definitely like tried too hard to fit in. Uh, and well, maybe not try too hard to fit in, but I think I tried um, hard to be liked by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like even with my f- like my close friend group from high school, we're not very close anymore like at all really Fuck and i think <laughs> no <laughs> um like i have a lot of good memories with those guys um and i think that like we'll we'll be like friends um like we'll always have those memories but i think like i wasn't truly who i actually am and i felt like i felt like i couldn't truly like exhibit who i was because like a lot of times i think they they make fun of me for for you know like being in debate or like being in band or kind of that kind of stuff and i and i really wish back then i was more confident that like those are things that I was interested and passionate about and that like 
if people are making fun of me for it, like, why should that fucking matter to me, right? Being, like, an emotional high school kid, like, whenever your friends make fun of you for, for stuff that you're passionate about, like, obviously, you're not going to be as, like, as confident ab- about telling them about it, right? And so, like, I just wish, you know, I had the balls to, to like, stand up for myself more in high school and, like, not take everybody's shit. And I think, I know that now. I think, like, now, like, I don't really care, like, really about what other people think, especially if it's, like, from a negative perspective. But I think it would have helped me definitely like in, in high school if, if I had set up for myself more and and like maybe also like sort of along the lines of what you said, like find other people to be close with rather than like just just like dealing with the easy friendships, I guess. Yeah. Actually, actually debate, I think, would have been something really cool. And I know like when my sister went to my high school, like there was a mock trial team. Oh, yeah. Mock trial. I did mock trial we don't well. we didn't have mock trial anymore, but like that would have been super cool. Yeah. I remember I loved ripped the shit out of other people in uh in like law class. It was fun. Yeah, mock trial was a good time. Also, like it's funny that you say like you got made fun of for being in band because I think like like I mean my high school was really nerdy. Like we like band was cool. Like <laughs> straight up Dude, it was cool. Dude, I fucking should have went to Pets, man. Are you serious? Dude, I was clarinet one, man. I was the best clarinet player. I was even part of wind ensemble. That's like the elite smaller group. Like, that's what we had. We had, yeah, like, yeah, normal yeah. symphony band, and then we had fucking wind ensemble. And even in wind ensemble, I was fucking first clarinet. Dude, I even had a solo performance, man. See, I should have gone to Pets. I would have got mad. That's pretty cool. Like, I, I mean, like, I think it's, like, cool in the sense of, like, band, you know? Like, it, it was cool, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like, they weren't, like, running the school, you know? Dude, I would have ran the school as a band, as a band guy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's like what I would reflect on from like high school. You should be proud of yourself and you shouldn't try to like fit into other people's molds because I think the earlier on that you gain confidence in, in who you are mm-hmm. is like the, the more the more it'll pay off like dividends in the future. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. I think that's really hard to do. Um, it is really hard in high school. Even now, sometimes you're like, I'm like, yeah, I like I like rap music. Yeah. Fucking EDM trash. Uh, <laughs> so yeah i think i think it's it's a really good uh good advice um and then for university i don't know i i think like for me i i like i really really enjoyed my university experience because i don't really have a lot of regrets when it comes to university because mm-hmm. like that was i think when i look back it was a very transformative time for me because i found a group of friends that i really actually got along with really well and i felt like i didn't have to put on a personality or or try hard to like get them to like me or whatever so i just naturally felt more comfortable in university and then i think i did overall like i think overall like i had a good a lot of good experiences in university like i really enjoyed it i think the there's two things that i would say that i have like that i wish i had done um or thought of or thought you know been like just been more smart about so i think one would be exchange and i know you went on exchange mm-hmm. um but that's probably my biggest regret and and i don't want to be that meme kid who comes back from exchange and is like oh my god exchange was a life-changing experience <laughs> and like talk about it for six months about how i fucking went to Bocconi in, in fucking milan but like i do really wish i had gone on exchange and like had that experience and i could have been a meme kid mm-hmm. I, I think it is true though like i think everyone that goes on exchange becomes that person yeah, that kid yeah um 
Yeah. But it's like if everybody does that, that obviously must mean like it actually is like a, an incredible experience. Yeah. I'm like trying to hold in and say <laughs> he was an incredible John, John's experience. sitting there. He's just like, oh, do I talk about exchange? Oh, I need to talk about exchange. You can talk about exchange. Huh? There, there you go. Um, I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it was dope. I think I met a lot of like really cool people that um, also listen to this podcast. Like yeah. we still stay Thank in you touch. for listening. Like a lot of good friends, like people from like uh, Amsterdam, Japan, and uh, and New York and uh other parts of america too so super cool but i think like for me it wasn't as life-changing as it was just like a a really good time to like fuck off from everything because by that time i had my full-time offer Uh, i just like uh, exchanges pass fail so you're just going to like party and hang out so it's a good time yeah so i think exchange is definitely my first biggest regret and then my second one i think I, i took the easy way out in a lot of situations and so I think there were definitely things that I was passionate about in university that I never really fully took advantage of. Like I joined the clubs that my friends were joining most of the time. Like I did stuff, like I did, like I did university debate as well. Like stuff that came easy to me. What are you laughing about? Um, you're such a nerd, man. Yo, fuck you, man. And like class wise, I also think I took the easy way out. Just like stuff that, you know, guarantees me an A minus or an A kind of thing, like bird courses. Yeah. And I think there's a time and place for all of that kind of stuff. And I think like I don't regret most of the decisions, um, but I do wish that I had maybe followed some of the other stuff I was passionate about, especially like from school, because like once you start work, it's really hard for you to take that time to um, invest into the things that you're really interested in. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I. I think I really wish I had taken like a language course, maybe like done like a French course or like but pick aren't up you, a new language. You're bilingual, like can uh, you speak French? Yeah, like I, I like I, I spoke French in like I start like I did French immersion from like grade seven to twelve, and so like my French is not bad. Yeah, it's pretty. But I wish like I had more reps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because I haven't really had a full conversation in French in probably like a couple like probably a couple of years and it's like it's like rusty for sure because mm-hmm. i don't really have that many people i can speak french with and so i'd wish that i continued that education or picked up a new language and like force myself to do things that i was like interested in but that would have been tougher and so i think like i wish i had balanced like taking really easy courses with taking stuff that i was interested in like i think i think for me though like i don't think i have any regrets for university yeah i think you had a lot of fun yeah it sounded I, like I, you had like a fucking blast i did have a lot of fun i mean like my degree wasn't the most useful or um or anything like my my full degree is like what people like you would take as bird courses right like your psych 101s so yeah like a lot of it was like i wouldn't say a joke because i i think there is a lot of value in taking your courses seriously but like <laughs> there are like classes where like I would like I think I think I could have like because you're paying for the education, you should have yeah. attended and taken more yeah, out of it. Exactly. Because there was one time I had to write a, a final yeah. and then you had to write your your um like your practicum, like you had like a side class um that is taught by a TA. You had to write down your TA's name and like I didn't know who it was, so Jesus. I didn't know how to I didn't know where what pile to hand in my my yeah. exam at. And I just have to be like, I don't know what my TA's name is. You're such a scrub. Um, so yeah, like there are there are courses like I've been to like twice, once to write the midterm and once to write the final. Dude, oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty wild, man. It's it's pretty it's 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 a good time. Um, but uh, I think like there are I think kind of like you, there are probably other things I could have taken advantage of, like like learned more. Um, I did I took a intro to computer science course once, yeah. like to kind of get 
onto the, like the coding hype. Yeah. But uh, like, I had to drop it midway, and then I had to take an extra course the next term. So. Oh shit! Why did you have to drop it? Too it hard. It's too hard. Oof. Yeah, like I was too hard, Oof. and like actually a bunch of my roommates egged me on to take it, yeah. and then like the the language that they wanted to um that they were teaching it in was not like it wasn't like a python or like an r that like you would like people actually use in real life it was like an educational language that you use only to teach so and like they egged me on to take the course and then when i came for them to help they're like oh dude like no one's used this since first year like i don't know how to help you and i was like oh okay Ooh, that okay that that's not really as much your fault <laughs> I think. anyways i think my takeaway was like you know you don't have to push yourself too hard and mm. you could still end up at it's a mediocre place yeah it's the opposite um uh lesson i think probably probably like akin to the high school like view like i think it, it is good to just put yourself out there yeah because like it's great to do that in high school and it really preps you for like university because then you're like you're with all these other people that are, I think I would say for the most part, like-minded individuals um, attending a high, high, higher learning institution. Um, and like, there are so many cool people out there. So it's like, it should be an interesting thing to, to um, like meet more people. And I definitely did that a little bit more in my like final years. Yeah. Um, but like, I really wish I, I um, like attended more clubs and like, whether I was like a, like a regular member or like yeah a, like a vp a part of like an exec that, team yeah. um yeah so i think for the the last last thing i want to pick your brain about mm-hmm. now that you're 25 if you could go back 10 years to like when you were 15 like just about like just in in high school or whatever yeah do you, like do you remember what goals you had because i mean obviously it sounds like you didn't like it sounds like you wouldn't have had a lot of like That's a lot of significant rude. goals um, um <laughs> but like do you remember if you had any like career hopes aspirations just like dreams in general and, yeah like, yeah um yeah how how far along are you on that oh like i think the dreams weren't so much like oh i want to own like a mansion and stuff but like i think career-wise like i've definitely taken like a like a 180 like i think i, th- I thought i would definitely would have been like a much more like hands-on kind of person yeah like i actually wanted to be a, a police officer i think like for a career like that was probably it um but i don't know i th- think you might be right there was there wasn't too much going up going on up in my head um, <laughs> at 15 like i was probably just trying to like play games i played a lot of world of warcraft but not wow like um like a frozen throne version i never played world of warcraft so i wouldn't know oh yeah, um sorry um, yeah, I played a lot of video games. Uh, I just hung out with my friends, played a lot of sports. Okay, so did like did you did you know you wanted to go to Waterloo or was that not like you didn't even have those? Yeah. Thoughts? Okay. So this is um, so like I I kind of I had two choices. Like I wanted to go to either, like Western because like you know it was kind of like the cool party school, and then there was Ivy, yeah. um, which I, I I didn't get into, and then um there's Waterloo, which was kind of like I guess the lesser of the programs because you like. And at uh, at Ivy, you would have done the uh, like the dual degree, um, um, but like at, and then uh, at Waterloo, you kind of do like the lesser instead of a dual degree, you, get, you do a double major in yeah. in psych and business, which I would have done at Ivy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like um. So I kind of had those two choices, and then um. But like the reason why I applied to Waterloo was like my sister, my sister went to Waterloo, and she kind of did the same kind of path, and she was like, you know what, it worked out for me. You know, um, internships are great. And hopefully someone will hire your dumb ass. And I was like, okay, sure. But yeah, like uh, along those lines, it was kind of like, you should go here. You might get the opportunity to find a job and like maybe someone will hire you. So it kind of, it worked out for me. Like I didn't, 
I definitely didn't think I had like too much like direction. Oh, the other thing where I think my head was at it was like I think like up until then like I didn't really like like girls I knew girls existed but I yeah. didn't know they existed. Yeah. And then in like <laughs> in high school I was like oh holy crap girls like yeah amazing. You're like ooh this is definitely something I should invest invest my time in yeah and but then <laughs> i mean i like by no means was i like a like a ladies man in high school yeah are you saying you're a ladies man now no definitely not just had to just qualify. lady singular okay um yeah i mean like i think that's probably the other thing about if you want to be, just become a better person like to 15 year old me it's like you like, care about what girls think because it'll drive you to be a way better person like you know working out being smart checking all the boxes that girls like have in their mind yeah would have probably also helped my self-development way earlier <laughs> so, you're, so you're saying rather than find the internal motivation to like stay fit and be smart you're just saying you, sh- you should be tempted to do those things because girls want those things i mean sometimes man sometimes <laughs> like i think i think sometimes you need to extrinsic yeah. in, uh, motivation to yeah. kind of get it started like for sure like when i first started reading books it was not because i enjoyed reading books yeah it's because chicks love dudes who read books right yeah like, and it ended up like i love reading now like i can't like i wish i read more books that's all probably another one like i think reading reading uh books is such an important thing and it's such a underrated hobby i guess or like yeah. even in general like because like you know i guess you can like learn less have lessons learned from like tv shows movies listening to podcasts and like re- but reading is like a, such an untapped resource of like people's failures and experiences that so you don't have to experience it yourself but uh do you have any book recommendations Ooh. top one. Oh, i know what it is i know what it is i know what it is okay wait like, wait, wait say it at the same time um i forgot the fucking name dude okay um and <laughs> i it's the one you told me when we were walking home that one day from work that is so not it's the it's the one that you always recommend to everybody oh um when breath becomes air is that is that what you would recommend yeah i think so if you if you haven't haven't read it i highly recommend checking it out yeah definitely for me i think if like looking back 10 years i think my life looks very different or like my like not my life looks very different, but but what I imagined mm-hmm. as my life is is significantly different in a lot of ways. Because like I think when I was 15, 14, whatever, about to go into high school, like I was dead set on being a doctor. I was like, I want to be a doctor, you know, classic Asian family. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, I, I want to be a doctor. Like, I want to save lives. Like, I want to make bank being a fucking doctor. I think like that was definitely my career goal. That was my career goal for like probably until end of grade 11, to be honest. I think I was very, I was almost very dead set on just doing like um, health side or like life sciences as an undergrad and then like taking MCAT, going to med school, all that shebang, shebang. And so, you know, 10 years forward, I'm not fucking anywhere near the medical field. It's okay, man. You know what you are? You're a doctor for corporations. Oh, shut dude. That's so bad. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why that, like someone's told me that before. No, whoever's told you that. In an ironic way. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, obviously not a doctor now. I don't really remember. I also don't think I really had any like huge goals, like insurmountable goals, you know? Um, I probably like when I was like 15, I probably just wanted to by 25 like take care of my parents and like pay for everything obviously i'm so fucking far behind on that plan i mean yeah i think any any 25 year old most 25 year olds can't do that so um yeah i mean and i think like i probably did have dreams i just can't really think of them because they were probably just so outlandish i think the recurring theme seems to be that no matter like what i set my goal to 
some of them work out and some of them don't. It's never a hundred percent they don't and a hundred percent they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like my goals have definitely evolved over last like last little bit like probably last few years in particular because i know like a goal for me was for me to like leave calgary and like work in toronto at least for a little bit and obviously crushed it goal achieved um whether or not it was the right move (laughs) that one is to be determined um still you know jury's still out on that as well but i know i think i had a lot of higher aspirations in a lot of ways which i haven't yet met or i'm not even close to meeting so i think in a lot of ways i i wish what i had known earlier was that like life can take you on like just a whirlwind of shit you know what i mean like just because you have a life plan and just because you have goals does not mean that you should only be dead set on them because some of the time they work out and some of the time they don't and i think i was not well adjusted to for when my goals didn't work out you know what i mean yeah and Um, i think it's it's kind of like um when you're younger you you're like you're so dead set on the goal and like you don't even see the surrounding factors of it um and i think like for like a lot of young people and and for sure us as well like we we probably still like we still struggle with this because like we kind of see everything as um mutually exclusive and i know for sure like um whatever it's like a work milestone or whatever it's like you have this like identified time that you want to do this by and whether it's achievable or not i think a lot of times we for we forget there are sacrifices that you have to forego or sorry yeah sacrifices that you have to make in order to achieve this like things don't happen in in isolation it's like a whole overarching thing yeah and i know i think i think there are probably people out there that like are set on a certain goal in life and they achieve it and like maybe that i guess their one goal but i think for me i've had a lot of like aspirational goals and i've achieved some of them and I have definitely not achieved a lot of them. And I, I think like the, my biggest weakness in like those situations is almost being crushed by the fact that I didn't achieve it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a learning lesson there is like, if you are a normal person, like if you're not like the next Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg or whatnot, you're probably going to fail a lot of times. Right? 100%, yeah. Um, and like your goals may never be realized, but it's like, I think if you have the ability to overcome that, um, and not let that burden you going forward. I think that's an even more valuable like lesson that you can learn. I think for me, I had an interview at like a better firm when I was an undergrad and I failed the interview. And like in my head, my, my, my goal for that entire year was to get an internship there yeah. um, for summer. And I remember when I didn't get it, I was just crushed. I think I was crushed. I didn't even want to interview anywhere else for like the next year. I didn't even want to touch interviews. And even now I'm a little still apprehensive about like going forward um, with interviews. But I think I wish I had known that like it's okay to fail and it's okay to like make mistakes and not achieve your goals because you never know if it'll come around in the future. Um, and you'll never know if like you'll end up in a better situation if you don't achieve that goal. Right. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think like, like one of my high school teachers actually said something along the lines and I and I think it was kind of like I thought he was just being like a teacher like when he had told me that because like it, it kind of go, it went back to um like selecting universities because I remember he's like, oh like where are you going in the fall and I was like oh I'm going to Waterloo and I was like oh but I kind of wanted to go to Western and he was kind of like oh well you know like sometimes like what you think is your first choice is not necessarily the best choice for you um and I didn't really think about that and like really kind of like yeah whatever he's just being like an old teacher um but it is true, and and I think it's like hindsight is twenty twenty because like, um, like looking back, I'd be like, oh, like I never would have met my friends. Oh, I probably wouldn't have ended up where I am if I didn't fall into that path. 
So like at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. It w- worked out sort of. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think that's like probably the biggest reflection is that people live their lives with a desire to control everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you can I think you can attribute that sense of wanting or sense of wanting to control everything as a as a reason why people do a lot of things. Uh, you know, I think there's a whole discussion, like there's a whole like psych- like a psychological discussion about people's desire to control. But I think the the earlier you can recognize that you're sort of at the whims of a lot of decisions and external factors, and as long as you're happy with the decisions you make and the things that you can control that are within your grasp, I think you should sometimes let the the dice roll and and fall where they may, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I think I wish I had known that earlier. It's okay to falter. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to go down the wrong street. You know. It's okay to to not control everything in your life. I yeah. I just wish I had known that earlier because I think that definitely led to a lot of like stress and anxiety, thinking that I wasn't doing the things that I should have been doing. But sometimes that happens, right? Yeah. And how, how much of this do you think you would attribute to, like, like did you really care you didn't achieve this for you, or was it like when you compared yourself to someone? And there's like, fuck, like they, they got the job or like they, like whatever it is, like they achieved this, but I couldn't achieve it. Like how much of it was like uh, external views and how much of it, how much of it was it internally? Mm, I think, I think for the big things, like the things that I still think about, it's, I think it's primarily a personal motivator. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is good i think that's yeah like oh i wish i wish like for for my my own sake i wish i had done this or gotten this or whatever um i think very rarely is it like oh this person got something um therefore i'm upset i don't think it at least like in the moment probably i have thought a lot of those things when i don't achieve something that i want to achieve Mm -hmm. but for, for the things that i think i that are actually important to me or that were important to me at that time more so than just like a superficial perspective was definitely stuff that I wanted to achieve. And I, and I think that's definitely the right direction because I think it's very easy to fall down this path of like just blaming other people or like very self-depreciating like yeah. comparisons. That's obviously not that healthy, but it's also good to have competition, but you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. I think healthy competition. Healthy competition. Yeah. But yeah, th- those are the, I guess those are the reflections of 25 year old John and about to be 24 year old Paul. And things that, you know, we've thought, I guess, high level summary is, you know, go hug your parents, go tell, go tell your parents that you love them, even if they're Asian and they never tell you that they love you or you never tell them that you love them and like be grateful for, for your friends and your family and your health. And, uh, yeah, you know, just, just stay true to yourself. Enjoy, enjoy your life as much as you can and, and don't get, don't get so down about everything out there. Cause I think. We'd probably be a lot happier, or not a lot happier. I'd say we're pretty, pretty generally happy. But yeah, I think we're pretty happy. But I think we could have continually been happy had we had have we known the things that we know now. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like things are always gonna work out. And if you think uh, you're the only one that doesn't know what they're doing, uh, I think the truth is no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, for so, sure. It's all good. Do you know what time it is, Paul? Oh, it's happy hour. <laughs> okay, I think you started last week, right? Yeah, I think you started last week. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, I would say my highlight over the last two weeks from recording would be what we're doing right now. Recording like in public, like not in public, sorry. <laughs> recording um, like together in the same room and uh, getting to shoot the shit and just like chill and have conversations. Um 
yeah i mean like i haven't we we like i haven't seen you for two months so it's nice to be able to you know sit in the same room and just catch up and and be degenerates together for sure Um, yeah so i'd say probably the highlight of my last two weeks all right that's that's quite happy yeah how about you um it's okay if it's not this one don't worry i think i know what yours would be i don't know it was was a really good two weeks i'd say like i had a really good two weeks so it's hard to define one thing um but i i think for sure um like over the last weekend i went camping so that was really good that was like amazing it was like it was i don't know i love camping personally like i love being in the outdoors like the weather was amazing um um, and the the like provincial park that we were at Bon Echo, like it was amazing. Um, it was beautiful weather, good time. Um, hung out with Lily. We did we did like bougie camping because we had we brought like a hot pot stove, but we had the K barbecue grill. I mean, it was a great it was a great two weeks. It was my birthday, and oh man, like I have to say, like it was really nice to. And I think like your birthday, it's always a special day, so everyone treats you with like extra like love. But it, it's just always nice, like it's not like not that you expect it. But like when when people say happy birthday, like whether they're like your really close friends or you're like acquaintance, it's just nice to feel loved. Like whether it's like someone you talk to every day, like your really close friends, or like the friends that you'll see every so often at like uh, parties or just like walking around on the street. Um, it's like one of my like less close friends like messaged me happy birthday, and I was also like, dude, I love your podcast, and I was like, holy shit, like I didn't even think you would even be able to see the podcast, like you know, based on Instagram algor- algorithms and whatnot. So I was like, cool. And he was like, ah, I really liked, you know, this part in episode one, this part in episode three. Like, it was really relatable and shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, thanks, man. So, you know, it's just like good shit, you know. It just feel good moments. So, yeah, I know that was a little long-winded, but I feel like because it was my birthday, I got to get, I got two happy hours. Well, all right. I think that's everything for today's episode. So, as always, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. And catch us next episode when we discuss part two of our quarter life crisis to infinity and beyond so as always if you enjoyed the episode and you want to drop us a comment or just talk to us in general you can find us on instagram at big trouble podcast i think people are also asking um how frequently we upload episodes and so currently we are uploading every sunday at 6 p.m every two weeks uh, so this will come out on the, what day is it? The, the 19th. Um, and so then two weeks after that's when the next episode will come out. That's sort of how we're doing things right now. I think if you guys have any suggestions about if you would want it to be more frequent, if you want it to be released on a different day, that kind of thing, you can let us know. Yeah. We're always happy to hear some feedback and some comments about how we can improve and how we can keep getting better. But yeah, I think we, you know, also reflecting we're really appreciative of all of the support and the love that we've been given by you guys and hopefully you guys can continue to listen and continue to enjoy you know what we have to say about our lives and and some of the stuff that we're experiencing and hopefully um, now that we're past our quarter life crisis we can keep you guys with us when we keep getting older i guess so we will see you guys in two weeks bye everybody peace